All right, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Red Pill News. My name, as always, is Zach Payne, the corruption detector, and joining me today once more, my good friend Guy Godslack from My Digital Money. Guy, it's been a little bit of time since the last time we had you on the show, and the world of finance and crypto has been just rip-roaring, hasn't it? It hasn't been boring. Yeah. And by the way, I'm glad you didn't change your name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. I have a commitment to the truth, and that's what we're going to be getting to here on this program. All right. So just for anybody who uh, who maybe is a new viewer to the program or who hasn't seen you for a while, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us about Mind Digital Money, what you guys do. Yeah. So I'm the president of My Digital Money. We're a self-trading platform enabling investors to safely and securely buy cryptocurrencies in a retirement account, in an IRA, um, or also just a standard trading account. But what makes us different is that we the custody is separate from the business operations, right? So we use a qualified custodian, been around since 1974, highly compliant, and your assets are in your name. Um, so you don't have to worry about us going bankrupt. Even if we do legally, we're not allowed to touch your assets, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what's been you know, rampant in the industry with uh, you know, FTX and even Coinbase has admitted you know, that you can be an unsecured creditor in, a, in the case of bankruptcy. So that's like one of the major differentiators. But we also just have a really easy to use platform and uh, customer service based in the U.S. So we actually pick up your call. Uh, we, we really try to make uh, investing in crypto more approachable. Right. We also have right. a lot of education. So that's who we are. So I, I would assume that your business model has something to do with why you're still around while a number exactly. of your competitors have all folded in recent months. I mean, some of the, the largest ones you mentioned, Coinbase, I think uh, they might be like the, the largest consumer crypto trading platform out there. Certainly, they've been there for a long time. They have a, a large user base. Uh, Binance might be the largest in terms of uh, global usage, and they're finding themselves in some hot water right now. What's going on with uh, with Binance over there? Yeah, Binance has recently been sued uh, by the CFTC, right? It's part of this turf war between the SEC and the CFTC, you know, trying to you know, gain control and uh, regulatory oversight over the crypto industry. Um, they've been sued for apparently not being in compliance with, uh, you know, trying to prevent uh, money laundering um, and even been accused of, you know, helping investors kind of circumvent those compliance rules. Um, so they're being sued, you know, for all kinds of things like that. And um, yeah, they've been running into trouble because they, they haven't had, uh, you know, they lost one of their biggest banks, um, you know, when Silicon Valley Bank collapsed. Um, and I think Signature Bank is who they were using. And uh, and they've been having a hard time finding another bank. Um, so that's been another source of their troubles. Um, and they've had a lot of withdrawals, uh, just this month, I think $1 billion, uh, in, you know, assets being withdrawn and they have, I think, 66 billion total. So, um, you have to also withdraw from the Voyager deal and, and, you know, they're, you know, seem to be having some financial troubles. So, um, well, it's, you know, it's- there's. I was just going to say, I mean, it's it's interesting that they're having troubles with their bank because, I mean, I, I was under the impression that the FDIC, like, covered all the deposits for everybody at Signature, everybody at Silicon Valley Bank. And I thought that those banks were absorbed by somebody else. Is that not what happened? I think that's what happened. Um, I'm not sure the details, but, you know, for some reason, they're not able to continue um, okay. leveraging them. I, I think... You know, depositors getting their money back is a whole different story, but 
whether or not they can continue to do business uh, is a different story. Okay, so I guess may- maybe that's where the confusion lies for me. Okay, so so uh, somebody like Binance, they can say, you know, we've got this amount of crypto that's being held for our customers based upon those holdings. You will give us a line of credit so that we can do business for day to day operations. Is is that yeah. how it works? Yeah, yeah. Okay. There's uh, you know different things that they need uh, lines of credit for for their day to day operations. Okay, all right. So. Um, with uh, with with Binance, you know, and the situation happening over there, I mean, they're huge, obviously, and that's why uh, they were immediately looked at as a potential bailout for uh, both FTX and Voyager, neither of which ended up working out. Um, you know, I, I, it has to be a relief to have kind of watched the um, the bleeding stem itself naturally when it comes to crypto, because, you know, it looked like there was just going to be a chain reaction there for a while. And we we kind of are standing on the precipice of the same type of thing happening in the financial industry. Um, you know, thank God the the crypto uh, uh, sector was able to kind of level out. And even now we're seeing, you know, Bitcoin broke 30 grand again the other day. It's I think it's like 28 and change right now. But, you know, the closer well, this morning, 30, it's it's up uh, about 8 percent. So we're close to 30 again. Good, good. I'm glad to hear it. You know, I mean, and so it's a little bit it's a little bit disheartening to hear, you know, despite the rising cost of crypto and the rising value of crypto, that so many people are being forced to take their money out of crypto. You know, I mean, it's kind of counterintuitive. Generally, when crypto's on the rise, you will see people dumping money into it because they want to they don't want that FOMO. They got to get in there. They got to make sure that uh, they can, you know, get something out of that uh, those gains that you're going to see. But I think that because of all the uncertainty in the financial markets and uh, and just the uncertainty in the world right now, people don't feel safe with their money being all that many places and you know in a in a crypto exchange whether it's in a bank you know i mean a lot of people are yeah. just keeping it under their mattress yeah i mean i think uh, a big problem here is just the regulatory environment uh in the u.s right yeah um and that's kind of the the reason why people are pulling out of Binance because they're they're getting into trouble um with regulators um and you know we've just been in this environment where uh the sec and cftc and others are just um regulating by enforcement, right? There's no clear rules. Um, there's no clear, you know, guidelines for what is a security, what isn't. And also um, there's not a reasonable, um, you know, rule for how do you register and how, how do you stay in compliance? You know, the, the rules that they have for traditional markets just don't apply to digital assets. Um, and people in the industry have been, you know, begging for clarity and, and begging for everything to be adapted to the digital assets um, they haven't gotten that, but then we're still getting sued. So I think the way things are set up right now, good actors are being punished and mm. bad actors aren't being caught. Right. And so, so well, well, it's interesting that you mentioned money laundering because, I mean, that's not a problem that's relegated to the crypto space. I mean, anytime you've got money changing hands, I mean, you can pretty much assume that there's going to be some criminal element somewhere uh, that's actively engaging in it. As an example, right now, there's a case going on in the U.S. Virgin Islands with uh, J.P. Morgan Chase. They are accused of being an integral part of Jeffrey Epstein's child and human trafficking network. They knew exactly where his money was coming from. 
but he was a big fish. They, they didn't want to lose it. You know, when you look back through history, uh, it's rife with examples of banking institutions doing pretty much exactly the same thing. I mean, you said that good actors are being punished. Do you think this is just a, a fishing expedition that the government is is uh, perhaps waging on behalf of the banking sector? I mean, because the crypto sector really is, uh, I, I guess it's a threat to traditional banking. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've thought about it a lot. Uh, I don't want to sound like too much of a conspiracy theorist, but... Uh, it's okay, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> but... Yeah, you know, if you look at Gary Gensler's actions, right, he's the head of the SEC. Um, I just can't come to any other conclusion other than that he doesn't want necessarily just to protect consumers. He just wants to oust crypto out, out mm-hmm. of the U.S., right? Just I can't conclude anything else uh, based on, you know, him not wanting to work with the industry to come up with, you know, a feasible way to be in compliance, mm-hmm. one that actually makes sense for digital assets. Right. Um, instead of trying to provide this impossible framework that, you know, existed way before digital assets. So um, I can't come to any other conclusion that, you know, it's all about, you know, the kind of the Biden administration strategy of, you know, being threatened by by crypto. But really, this is a technology. Well, you know, we are at the forefront of the of Internet technology and, and we were we ended up being number one in the world and Europe was, you know, behind and. You know, really GDP, you know, and economic growth comes from these kind of innovations. And now when we have the next evolution of the Internet, um, we're way behind. And Europe just came out with a comprehensive regulatory framework um, for digital assets. So they're way ahead this time, you mm-hmm. know, and that just sent chills up uh, the spines of Americans that, you know, we're, we're falling so behind here. Um, well, and companies are leaving, you know, every day they're leaving the U.S. They are. They are. And, you know, on top of that. We're also on the verge of losing our status as the global reserve currency. I mean, more and more nations are moving away from the U.S. dollar. Uh, they're putting their money into yuan or, or, or rubles. God, if I could buy rubles, I probably would. But you know, unfortunately, there's sanctions in place. But a lot yeah. of other people all over the world are perfectly uh, capable of doing that. And for every nation that chooses to do that, uh, you know, it weakens the posi- the position of the U.S. dollar and uh, it puts us into a weaker and weaker spot. You know, and so, you know, when it comes to Gary Gensler, I don't trust that guy as far as I can throw him. You know, he was there on Hillary Clinton's campaign. He was the CFO when somebody paid out a check to Christopher Steele to write up that fake Steele dossier. He claims he had no idea what was going on. And his kind of uh, um, antagonistic relationship with other crypto companies really wasn't mirrored in his relationship with FTX. It's almost like Gary and the current administration, they were working to set FTX up as like the de facto, like this will be the standard and we're totally behind it. But of course, it was all vaporware. And by the way, I mean, there's talks of FTX coming back. No, sure. really? <laughs> Not sure if you know that, but their, no. their new, their new chef, chief executive, uh, you know, basically said they're, they're planning to come back and the FTT token actually went up 80%. Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Because they were able to recover about $7 billion of, of customer funds and, yeah. and then he made that announcement and, and the FTT token went up. So I'm afraid we have short memories, um, when it comes to this. <laughs> 
Yeah, I wouldn't be putting any money into FTX. Uh, well, okay, that's, I mean, that's shocking. I suppose that, you know, I don't, I, I, it depends on how that money is going to be redistributed. You know, are people just going to have the ability to withdraw it? Uh, is it available as long as they keep it at FTX for a certain amount of time? Are they going to force people to stake it so that they can yeah, use I mean, it to grow the, their base? The main thing that he's failed to mention is that the underlying structure of the company is the same. You know, your funds are still commingled. Your assets are still commingled with, you know, the the business operations. So until that changes, I mean, I don't think anybody should be um, putting their money in FTX. All right. right. So, uh, you know, one sort of this is kind of conspiratorial, but I feel like it has a lot of validity. You know, another reason that I think uh, the government is going hard after crypto exchanges and, and trying to make it difficult for them to do business is because crypto is not only a threat to traditional banking, but it's a threat to traditional power structures like the U.S. government. Even though we've got the Fed, you know, printing our money and they're not a federal agency, uh, they're still within the, the power of the Treasury Department. And with crypto, you know, we have a different way to store our wealth that is outside of that traditional financial system. So in order for the, the U.S. government or for any other central bank to gain control over those funds and uh, take away that power from us, uh, that that's to do it through uh, CBDCs, central bank digital currencies. And um, I'm, I'm sure that you're aware that the Fed is actually releasing their own uh, payment system that uses cryptocurrency. I think it's called like PayNow or something like that. Um, but I mean, it's one step away from an official CBDC, which is, you know, at its at its worst, like a dystopian nightmare. You know, I mean, the, the government would be able to track every single transaction. They'd be able to catalog it, you know, make spreadsheets about how you're spending your money. And I think a lot of people are worried that either the government could stop you from engaging in certain transactions or they could use that information to maybe create a social credit score for you. You know, I mean, oh, you bought too much steak this month and you bought bullets, yeah. you know, now you can't get a home. Loan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they can decide what's good and bad. Very scary. Yeah. 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 You know, they can reward you for whatever they think is good and uh, dock you for whatever they think is bad. Um, so that's slippery slope there. And um yeah, that's why I think that's important that we get the stablecoin bill, um, you know, agreed upon and actually, you know, passed. Right. I, I'm sure, you know, there were hearings this past week, uh, yes. last week um, about the stablecoin draft bill that came out. Um, then the Democrats shot it down. They're back to the drawing board. Um, so is hopefully this we can make Republicans it. that are sponsoring this? Are they the ones trying to bring it forward? Yeah. So, yeah, so exactly. So uh, Patrick McHenry um, of the of the House um came up with this bill with with actually with another uh, democrat uh but then the the wider democratic uh, party came out and said well this isn't what we talked about last year and you know um we need to go back to the drawing board mm. um so at least there's a discussion but we're still way behind um europe right and yeah. uh i think yeah it's important to be able to to have clarity on stable coins i'm not a big fan of regulations you know and but some of my friends are always, uh, you know, criticizing me about, you know, why do I think that we need to have regulations? Well, because if we don't have regulations, then we have, you know, the SEC and CFTC just suing people left and right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so basically the regulation ends up being for traditional assets when it doesn't apply. So mm. it's better that we come up with a tailored regulation than use what we have now. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so, but I, I love the hearing last week because it, it was nice to see uh, Patrick McHenry 
um, grill, uh, Gary Gensler. He was sweating. They <laughs> asked him, what is, is Ethereum a security? And he still refuses to answer that. <laughs> he can't. I mean, if he pigeonholes himself in any one direction, then it will, uh, it'll, it'll kind of clarify things and then they won't be able to go on business as usual. And obviously they want to, I think they want to create this instability. They want the instability in the market. They want people to not have, uh, any trust in cryptocurrencies. They, they exactly. want there to be more failures because exactly. then that's the only conclusion. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. The more failures, he's like, I don't want to prejudge, but you have prejudged. <laughs> it's true. You, you it's have true. prejudged. Yeah, you, know, you said XRP is a security. You've, you know, you have you have prejudged. So, <laughs> all right. So, so guy, what's your what's your I- I- immediate predictions for the crypto market right now? I mean, where do you see us going? I mean, are, are we going to stabilize or things, or, or are we looking at you know another couple of years or more of the same? Um, I think we will stabilize. I think things have already been pretty stable. Um, I think it's going to take a little bit of time for the for the bull run, just because this year is going to be a little bit turbulent with uh, regulations and with uh, you know the economic macroeconomic environment. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that by the end of the year, you know, we'll, interest rates will will start um, lowering again, and um, it'll be a better environment. Um, there could be some big event like a big banking crisis that could make Bitcoin spike mm-hmm. right, really high. But uh, in the absence of that, I mean, I think it's going to be steadily rising but not a huge bull run until probably the end of the year and starting next year uh, but yeah it's always hard to predict of course i always tell our our clients on my digital money is you know look be in it for the long haul right mm-hmm. um, i think if you look at the performance over three plus years even you know during the bear market i mean your asset would have performed you know way better than any other asset right 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 um so if you plan to invest over 10 years i mean i think doesn't really matter. You, you know, timing it is very hard, right? Certainly. But I do think it's going to be positive uh, from here. You know, we might, we might hit the twenties again, you know, like if something bad happens, um, or there's some, you know, regulatory issues or something, um, we'll go back down to like mid twenties and then we'll go back up, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just I'm still waiting on uh, the the Celsius bankruptcy case to see if uh, if I'm going to receive any of Get my your money back. Things back, dude, it's been oh, it's been a rough ride. I just, uh, you know, it, <laughs> things are things are too expensive right now for me to invest anymore anyway. So I'm just holding off. We're going to see what happens. And, uh, you know, God willing, that money will come back to me and then I can go ahead and put it back into something else long term that I don't have to worry about. So, yeah, exactly. Uh, make sure you. You know, make your assets are in your name. That's yeah. that's the main advice I would have. Yeah. Just yeah. protect it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, Guy, uh, thank you, as always, for being here. Anything else you want to tell the audience before we sign off? No, just uh, visit MyDigitalMoney.com and you call us. We'll actually pick up your, your phone if you have any questions. All right. And then if you use code REDPILL78, when you go to the website, you'll get uh, $50 in free crypto when you start a new account. So yeah, you. there's a minimum that you you have to put yep. in to get the $50. Um, but yeah, all the terms and conditions are on, on the website. Um, and feel free to give us a call if you have any questions. All right, sweet. Well, thanks again for being here. I appreciate it. And we'll see you next time. Thank you, Zach.